Let's do this. It's so good to be saying this again. Hello, race drivers. <laughs> Welcome to the Race Driver Coach Show, season seven now. That's a lot of episodes. And we're doing about 30 in this season as well, which is great. But thanks for tuning in. As long as you keep playing, pressing play, should I say, I'm going to keep recording. So every Monday, I'll be here. And I'll do my best to get every Monday anyway. We managed it last season. Sometimes I can be a bit bleary-eyed. Because like this morning, got in, landed, 6.35 in the morning from Bahrain. It was a, a cracking weekend. So difficult. All the drivers I was with in F2 and F3, we had a tough time. Getting to grips with the car, understanding the Pirelli tyres, you know, getting the setup in time. It was difficult. But it was a good challenge because all the drivers will grow from it. And higher than that, obviously, the F1 race itself. Alonso is back which is great to see him fighting against Hamilton just as if he was in his 20s again. So everybody out there is worried about age. Take a look at that race. Okay, he hasn't started at the age he is now, but you don't lose it. When it comes to driving, as long as you've got the inner drive, the motivation, the desire, the passion, and you can still steer a wheel, you can still push the pedals, you can race. And he goes to show that he can go on for another 10 years, no problem. Really, the only thing that phases him out is the motivation and what people think. The team might think he's a bit too old now. That's what puts him out. But still, they're amazing, these drivers. When they quit F1 in their 50s, 60s, they still got it. So anybody's worried about that side of it, don't worry. Even if you're starting in your 30s, you've got plenty of time. Other race drivers that were out there and subscribers were... In NASCAR, Xfinity NASCAR, some of the drivers were in the IndyCar event, which was pretty eventful as well. Saw some shunts there, so and karting as well. So we had a busy weekend, and it is cool, obviously, to work with so many drivers in different dis uh, disciplines and categories and formulas. But what I love the most as a coach is to keep growing, to keep taking in information from drivers that are doing well, that are doing bad. You know, they're underperforming, overperforming. And just to take the information from it. What lessons can I learn? How can I help them perform better? How can I help them recreate what they've just done? That's pretty much what I spend my life doing. And it's what I spend my camera time teaching you guys. But when you work with these kind of people, the top ones, you know, people that have got, they might not have achieved amazing things in their career, but you know they're amazing drivers. They do certain things that surprise you. They're outliers. And whether I've, you know, the people I'm going to mention I've worked with, I've worked alongside in, a, in the same race team or against in the same race team. So I've had access to them, to watch them work, to see their data, their video, to see how they operate. And that's people like Max Verstappen, Jules Bianchi, Roman Grosjean, Esteban Ocon, and the kids that are coming up now, like the Liam Lawsons and the Behrmans and the Ollie Grays of the world. This is like... It's, it's amazing for me because it's like a study. And as I was flying back today, on the way back home from Bahrain, I was thinking, what should I do the show on? I've changed my mind about 10 times on what to do this, this episode on. And it is pretty much off the cuff, like it normally is with me. I press record and I just speak. And whatever's on my mind is what I say. But this one, I was like, I want to bring, bring people like you that are listening to this and watching this 
the best, one of the best lessons I can take from these people. And the one that I came up with over and over again was related to ego and how we can allow our ego to get in the way and cause us to perform way underneath our potential. We all do it. We all do it. As, you know, whether it we're at work, whether you're in your sport, if you allow ego to come in, it distracts you from just performing, from accessing your skills, from freely flowing into whatever activity you're doing. And I would say that when these drivers that I've mentioned, any driver to be honest, is at their best, it's when ego takes a back seat. It's not in the driver's seat anymore. And all they focus on is the current moment and executing. For example, actually, before I give you an example, listen to what Kobe said about it. Because if you, if you play with the fear, fear of failing, you'll have the pressure on yourself to play, you know, to capitulate to that fear. If you play with the sense of, I want to win, I want to win, then you have the fear of what happens if you don't. But if you find common ground in the middle, in the center, then it doesn't matter. You're unfazed by either, right? And that enables you to really just stay in the moment, stay connected to it, and not feel anything other than what's in front of you. So you know, I try to just be dead center. I think Kobe Bryant is one of the athletes in this world that I respect the most, that I've learned the most off, that I listen to the most, to be fair. Because, you know, God rest his soul, he gave us so many lessons. And not only that, he actually walked the talk. He did it first before he started to tell us how to do it. This is what I love about people that have mastered their craft. And when he says something like the, you know, worrying about the loss, the failure, worry about the, the winning, how that sort of takes you out your zone and it causes emotions that don't help you, that's letting the ego in. And this ego is usually linked to things like your identity. So say if you're, if you get beaten, should we say, by your teammate, that's an ego word, beaten, but basically your teammate, somebody just happens to be in the same team, posts a lap time that's, that's quicker than yours. Drivers can take that personally. Drivers can worry about how that looks on the outside. So they feel like their, their identity has been affected, has been harmed. And how they react to that, you know, different ways. Some people blame traffic. Some people say, oh, I made a mistake. Uh, some people say uh, he's, he or she or they have got a better car than me. Either way, it's the driver sub, uh, subconsciously communicating that they are better than their result. I'm better than my teammate. I want to prove that I am. And that kind of ego mindset just creates overdriving, stress, you being out of the zone, you thinking about too many things while you're in the car, or in the driver's seat in the car, and it takes over. And you end up leaving the race weekend stressed. Or if you win, you're just relieved. Or you get cocky and say, you know, I'm better than you and all this. But that's allowing the ego in. So just this video really is just to remind you to start this season off or the beginning part of your season. Or if you're not racing, you're trying to race um, and you're trying to get the sponsorship together. Still, just put ego to the side a little bit. Just start to focus on what you actually have to do. In a race driver's world, that means I'm just starting a lap in qualifying 
Now, if I'm to think to myself now, if I'm allow, if I'm allowing like 20% of my thoughts to be ego driven, like uh, I just saw a driver warming up. Oh, I don't like them. Um, I hope I do well. Now, what if I don't do well? What's it going to mean? What's dad going to think? What's all this? If you're letting them kind of thoughts in, which are kind of waking the ego up and putting the little chimp mind in front in the in, in the driver's seat, you're going to struggle. You're going to make a mistake at one of the corners because you're going to blanket overdrive, push every entry and one of them. Say if you're pushing an entry of a corner, I would say three times out of five, you're going to overstep the mark, right? And if you've got 10 corners and you're doing three times out of five, you're going to overstep the mark, the chances are you're going to slip up on one of these corners or you'll get to the end of the lap. And because you know you're on a good lap, you'll start to let the ego get into control again and you'll tense up and you'll make a mistake on the very last corner. That's the kind of thing I want you to refrain from doing this year. And not just click your fingers and it's gone. I want you to work on it. I want you to understand that, okay, for me to get a good lap, I've just got to perform well one corner at a time. And that means, not in an ego way, that means what have I actually got to do to this corner, in this corner, to get through the fast as I can in this vehicle. So you've got a chicane, or let's just say you've got a hairpin, right? Hairpins turn one, I've got to break deep, but I cannot lose the exit. I've got to make sure I'm back to that throttle as early as I can. So if I do give up half a tenth on the way in, because I broke just a little bit too early, I didn't create the rotation that I quite wanted to, to get on the power, that's fine, as long as I'm on the power and the car's pointing in the right way, I'll be okay all the way down that long straight, which we talked about in a previous video. If it's a, a high speed, what have I got to do here? It's a physics problem that I've got to, I've got to solve here. Right, I know the car needs to be remain flat. So if I do a big lift of the throttle or a brake, it's going to cause the oversteer, the car to go, okay, I've got to keep that car flat, so I'm going to do a gentle early lift and then get back to the full throttle early, so it's like a bloody aircraft uh, going through there. It's nice and balanced. I'm not upsetting things or I'll use the curb a bit on the entry, um, on the apex and all this. So each corner's got its kind of details that you need to execute on specific to that corner. And that's where the mind needs to be. Just there. Not how well am I doing? What's it look like? Because that's going to kill your career. I promise you and kill that lap as well. It just makes you too busy up here. Really, you need to be at peace, calm, fairly assertive. So you're telling the car what to do, but you're at one with it. You're at one with the moment that you're in. You tell your mind exactly what it needs to look at, what it needs to solve, what it needs to focus on, and it does it. As soon as you want that mind to focus on things not, that don't matter, that take it down the ego route, you know what happens. So just run with this for this, I'd say this season, this is more than a week, this is the season. I want you to just understand how much did I allow the ego in? After every test session, after every day, after every race weekend, you sit down with yourself, listen to your language as well, the way you explain things and say, right, did I really let the ego in then? Was I panicking when somebody was in my mirror because I was worried about being overtaken and losing a spot and failing instead of just letting them pass or allowing them to pass and then getting them back on the last lap? 
because that would be the way that somebody would do it if they were thinking intelligently, right? And not having any bravado. So we need to get away from the playground mentality of I'm better than you, what's this look like, I'm cool, my identity are wrapped up in my results because that's a loser's game. And all those drivers I mentioned to you, the top drivers that I've worked with and worked alongside or even against in the same team, that was their ability. That was their skill when they were at their best. Obviously, they fell for the trap as well, all of them, for letting the ego in and it made them push, overdrive, get angry, push another driver around in response. But when they're at their best, that's when they're just in the zone. There is no ego. So next time you go out, I'm just going to leave this nice and short and sweet. Next time you go out, I want you, when you're doing a debrief, you're showing, you know, talking to the engineer or the mechanic about where the oversteer, understeer, what the car was like and all that. Have your own debrief after. Think about it. How much did I let the ego influence my performance? Was I in the zone? Was I accessing the mental flow needed to drive at my best? Even have somebody there ask your coach. Tell them to listen to your language. If you start to say, I've got traffic, I've got this. Okay, but how about having better traffic management before the lap starts? So you're just becoming very aware. You're detaching yourself away from the situation. You're not really worried about your reputation right now. It's just what needs to be done. And then if you have fallen for it, you've got two ego, brilliant. How did I do it? What was I thinking? You write it down. What caused me to think this way and create this pressure just because I'm worried about what other people think? And when you actually do perform in a way where you weren't thinking much, you were just driving, calm, relaxed, confident. How did you do that? Get rid of the ego and just start driving.